Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Andre from the Opinionated Podcast, and I just want to remind you that we are live every Sunday on our Facebook page, and you can find us wherever you stream your music at the Opinionated Podcast. We drop a new episode every Tuesday. So remember to like, share, comment, and don't forget to subscribe. Enjoy the show. <laughs> We're just here with our guest. We're here at the Opinionated Podcast, and our guest, please introduce yourself. I'm Chris Schroeder, and I'm recently the author of Headscape, a book that's uh, subtitled How a Bald Guy Replanted His Hair and Restarted His Life. What bald guy? Who's the bald guy? I know. When when bald people see me now, they're like, dude, you have no idea what it's like to be bald. And I'm like, no, no, no. I know what it's like to be bald. I was bald for 30 years. 30 years. <laughs> I had a little bit of hair. I had like Caesar. I had a little wreath around my head here. That's all oh, I had. Wow. Oh, man. So I had I had great hair in seventh grade. My best hair day was in seventh grade. And then I started to lose it in more ways than one. I had been elected a class officer. And so they took a photograph for the annual. And my hair was just, you know, I got it that morning, shampooed, wore coat and tie. It it just swooped over. It came down in a beautiful little curl, went across my head. It was full. It was it was awesome. I thought, man, I'm going to have this hair the rest of my life. <laughs> but in seventh grade, I think that wouldn't even be a thought. You know what I mean? Like, you're, you're like. I know. The sky's then, limited that then they took a photograph in the eighth grade and I compared the two recently and uh, I had a widow's peak starting to go. I was starting to lose hair already in the eighth grade. So by the time I got married, uh, when I, I was actually 22, my uh, one of my buddies at my wedding, this was three weeks after the worst um, nuclear reactor in U.S. history at Three Mile Island. So in front of the whole wedding party, my buddy comes up, grabs that little tuft of hair that was on the end of my head that was left when I was 22 years old. And he goes, Hey, look, everybody, it's two mile island. Oh. So it was just like, <laughs> so I got married. And then my first wife, she just watched as my hair just disappeared. Wow. It's like bait, bait and switch. Right. Cause when she married you, everything was all good, but you, you know what? And that's a lot of thing. I, I think that's a thing that a lot of men struggle with regardless. And um, it's, it's not talked about the way that I would like it to be talked about. I mean, I got hair. I'm going to just show you real quick. Oh, you got awesome hair. hair. Great, great. That's yeah, great hair. Uh, <laughs> Why do you wear a hat? You should show that baby off. <laughs> well, I need a hair because it doesn't look great. It doesn't look great. Look, we lost our guys again. Um, So it doesn't look great, but I got hair. But you know what happens uh, over time? I'm 38. The, the, the hairline creeps back and it, get, it gets a little, you know, and you start kind of doubting yourself as a man if that makes any sense you kind of start losing that confidence that you once had and that's that's the thing that I, I feel like we should talk about as men you know yeah. well that's what happened to me and I didn't really talk about it back then um, although my mother did she took me to the dermatologist and you know he looked it over and said nope this is classic male pattern baldness you're going to be bald soon so I'm like oh no wow. so uh, I was just really insecure as I watched it go away and I did you know you know what I did next? I did the comb over. So I kind of did the comb over and I hid it for a little while, but then it started separating and the wind would blow or get in the water. And you could tell I had a comb over. And uh, so that wasn't going to last long. You know that. 
Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, it, it made me feel insecure. I just, I, um, you know, you wear clothes over most of your body and then all they look at is your face. And mm. on top of your face is a frame of hair, usually when you're growing up. And so, you know, it's like, this is what they look at your, your head. And a part of your head just starts to disappear. <laughs> I mean, you start to get a little insecure about it. I just felt like a part of me was leaving. I felt like a tree that was dying from the top. You know, it's crazy. Did that run in your family? Um, my brothers, the older they are, the more hair they had. It just seemed unfair. My dad had hair. Uh, my great-grandfather had hair. My um, One of my grandfathers did not have hair. So I guess I should blame it on him. But he's on the dad side, which they say... You know, it's usually the mother's dad. That's what you check. But you know what? It really is an old wives' tale. They figured out a, a couple of decades ago what causes male pattern baldness has very little to do with genetics other than the fact that the hair on top of your head has DNA in it and the hair on the side of your head has different DNA. And so the hair on top of your head reacts to testosterone in a, in a guy's body and it starts to dry out the root, um, you know, root, root balls, and um, the follicles start to shrink and dry and fall out. But on the side of the head, you see guys all the time with like a little Caesar thing, like I used to look at. And it's because the DNA here that won't fall out because it has the DNA that resists the testosterone causing um, the chemical reaction to kick the hair off the head. So what the doctors figured out twenty years ago, rather than trying to do plugs and move it around and you know, put a two, they figured out logically, if you move this hair up here, it may not fall out. And in fact, it never falls out. Oh, wow. Oh my gosh. Wait, you hear that, Kev? Huh? Hear that. Uh, one one oh, question. Just you didn't get rid of that hair on the side of your head, did you? He shaved no, it. Yeah. Grows in all the time. He shaved it though. <laughs> he shaved yeah, it. I shaved it. Cause it'll grow in. This will grow in nice and full. And then I got this, like a dirt bike went across the top. He'll get the wheezy. <laughs> do you, you guys, you weren't, you weren't here for Chris's story, but Kevin, do me a favor. Can you share your story on how your hair first started falling out and how you felt? <sighs> okay. Well, if you don't mind. I, ah, yeah. I was going to tell the story regardless. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I, I had my hair. I was getting my hair cut every week, you know, brushing my hair, this jet black hair. So one time I, I got my hair cut and my mother says to me, look, she looks at my hair. It's like, Hey, the, the barber is pushing your hairline back. I'm like, uh, what are you talking about? Like, this is the same haircut I get every time. She's like, no, I think the barber messed your hairline up. I said, no, you know, that's where my hairline is at. So I'm not paying her no attention. So I say, you know what? To prove her wrong, I'm going to grow my hair out. So I proceeded to grow my hair out, get, let it get longer and everything. I'm six, four. So nobody can see on top of my head. I can't either. <laughs> So one day as my hair is growing out, I go to Home Depot and I walk past a mirror, one of them tall mirrors. And as I'm walking by it, I look into, I look in the mirror and I can see my scalp, but hair there. I'm like, oh. it's like, it's gone. It's like, it's like, it's, it's like it's boneless. Like I got people joke, say you have a boneless afro. Your afro had no structure to it. So I'm like, you know, I'm losing my hair. <laughs> so it's embarrassing you in the store. Oh. You're not even home to to notice that you out and about. You had to stop, go back to the mirror. Like, wait a minute, what the hell? So I noticed this. So I'm like, 
I got to go home and I got to cut this off because this makes no sense. As I'm cutting my hair off, I am like going this, I'm like, I'm stressed. Like I'm going through this emotionalism. I'm like, yo, I'm losing my youth because I'm losing my hair. It's like, my hair is everything. I like, I'm cutting it off. I'm like, I'm getting all emotional about it and everything. And I would have dreams for weeks that I had my hair. <laughs> it's like, they it's were like Samson. You know, the story of Samson, Samson. you know, it was all, the strength was all in his long hair. Oh. Yes. So when the girlfriend, <laughs> when the girlfriend cut the hair, mm-mm, things started going downhill for her, for him. Yes. <clears throat> it, it was, it was, it was pain. I mean, it was painful. It was emotional. It was like, I would literally have dreams of me, like, having my hair and I'm brushing my hair and I see my hair in this fullness. And then I will wake up bald. Like, wow. Where did my hair go? Like, it's, it's been like, I'm used to it now, but at the first, the first couple of years, man, it took something. It's, it took me used to getting, getting, getting used to not having any hair on top of my head. It was just, it was stressful. I think what I heard you say was that your mom said something to you. Yeah. See, my mom said something to me. My my guy friends, they never said anything. They would look at me. And then what was worse is the girls would look at me and their eyes would kind of go up, you know, and like, I was like, Oh no, don't look up there. My eyes are down here. <laughs> don't look. Up you know, but my mom said, dude, you're losing your hair. Come on. You gotta, um, we gotta go to the doctor. Like, Oh no. <laughs> you know what? But she took just, just to go over um, what Chris was saying. He started to notice it, like the differences between like when you were in eighth grade and yeah. you just recently. So it started pretty early. I think that caused maybe for your mom to to point that out at that early age, because it's like, OK, something's definitely different and something yeah. we should really be worried about here. You know, and maybe it's nothing. Maybe it's just hair, but it was worth her going to the dermatologist and taking a look and seeing. What's well, going on. it actually relieved me because I thought I had done something wrong. You know, I thought maybe I was scratching my head or you know, mm-hmm. using the wrong shampoo. I thought maybe I was causing it. So when I went to the doctor, he said, nope, this is male pattern baldness. He looked at it, you know, with a close-up magnifying glass. And he's like, no, the pores are natural. It's just, it's, it's genetic. That's what they used to say. But so all this happened um, as I, I was three decades. It would just keep going and going and going and going. And um, so the kind of the funny thing was my, um, my marriage after 13 years started kind of falling apart. And um, as when we were separated and getting divorced, my um, soon to be ex-wife was dating all these guys that she used to know in college. And they all had big old heads of hair. (laughs) 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 Every one of them, every one of them. So um, then then one time uh, she met this one guy and uh, I heard they were getting serious. And this woman who had met them at an event, she came back and she said, I saw your uh, wife and her new dude. I was like, so what does he look like? Because this was before Facebook. It's like, oh, you know, he's just a suit or something, but he's got great hair. I was like, oh, oh my gosh. Why do they keep digging a knife in deeper? <laughs> that, that, they don't understand how painful it is to not have. These guys would joke on me. When I first lost my hair, it was like the running joke of me being bald. It's like every Mr. Clean joke you can think of. Every I could see, I could see my face in your head. Every joke you can think of me being bald is like, yo, you guys, I'm laughing, but deep down it's inside, these guys are really hurting my feelings. It, it hurt my feelings at the beginning. I'm used to it now. I told at the beginning, I'm like, oh, you did. 
I just, I, I just can't think of none of some of the jokes you told there. I dated this one woman for a couple of years after I got divorced. And uh, I was on the phone one day trying to meet this guy I hadn't met before. We we're going to meet for lunch. He was like, so how am I going to recognize you? I'm like, oh, I'm six one, you know, uh, I'm balding. Um, and she started laughing. I'm like, what? What are you laughing about? And she said, sweetie, you aren't balding. You are bald. <laughs> <laughs> ah! So, um, yeah. One day we were walking down the street in Athens, Georgia, and uh, the sun was behind us, you know, and it was casting a shadow on the sidewalk. And I had this perfect cone head. I was like, I looked on the sidewalk, I'm like, look, you're dating a cone head. Oh my God. Just... <laughs> but then, you know, I noticed after I dated a few years, I noticed a very strange thing. When I um, would finally, you know, get invited to these ladies' homes, I'd walk in their home and I'd look at their family pictures and their dads didn't have hair. Hmm. So they were the, the women who liked me the most. Usually when I found out their dads didn't have hair, they were grew up in a household with a guy, a dad who was bald and they were naturally attracted to that. It was really, really strange. Very interesting. Yeah. Well, they Some say the- every, every woman grows up to marry their father. Yeah. Super weird. Yeah, something a, or something. Of, not, 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 but I'm not something, something like that lines. Like my, 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 my fiance I'm with now, she always says, Hey, you're like my dad. Her dad's bald. Yeah. I'm bald. I'm like your yeah. dad. How? Long way too weird. You know what I find interesting? What I find interesting is, and I said this the other day, I said, How is it that scientists can put us on the moon? But they can't like track that baldness gene or as we discussed earlier, this trait um, rather than a gene, that trait that how come they can't isolate that? There's not a cream you could put on. And hey, guess what? In a couple of weeks, hair regrows. It's till it's full length and you can just cut it and, and, you know, do everything. you. How can we do one but not do the other? You know what I mean? Like from 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 inception rather than um, rather than, you know, going and getting procedures, which we'll get into later on. Oh, there are a lot of doctors who will sell you or a lot of people who will sell you stuff that they'll tell you will grow your hair. But um, that's what, you know, so that I finally met a woman who's now my wife. And I was, was, I was kind of looking forward to getting back to uh, when we were dating, getting back to her house. I met her dad and he had a head of hair. I'm like, this girl likes me for who I am. You know, cause <laughs> I, was, I was a cue ball practically. And um, so I, we, we got married. We lived together for, uh, you know, 12 13 years, I was walking down to the barber down the street from her house, and the barber kept telling me, said, dude, you've got all this hair right here. You need to be one of my special clients. I fly people like you over to Istanbul, Turkey, and we move the hair from here up here. And he, he says, you'll have a whole new head of hair. It'll be your hair. It'll look totally natural, and you'll look 20 years younger. And I was like, wow. come on. I'm, that's crazy. I'm getting too old for that. That's crazy. But he kept saying it, kept saying it. And one time after about 13 years of marriage, when I was as long as my last one last. So I knew my expiration date was coming. And um, so I went home and I told my wife, I said, uh, the barber again mentioned, you know, moving the hair, going to Istanbul, Turkey. And she said, hmm, that might be interesting. I'm like, what? Ooh. She said, I've never seen you with hair. I kind of wonder what it would look like. So um, I, I had lunch with my buddies to kind of give them the rundown. And I, I'm like, like, why are you going to do this? And I, I kind of made a little joke. I said, oh, well, my wife said, you know, for her 
for her big birthday coming up, the one thing she wanted to do was she wanted to make love to a guy with a full head of hair. So one of my buddies quickly said, give her my number. <laughs> like, no, 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 no. I got this. I'm going to go to Istanbul, Turkey, move my hair. I'm going to come back with a full head of hair, you know. So do, do me a favor, because we've heard I don't know if you're familiar with a lot of the celebrities that that have done it. We know we know guys on the um, as far as like um like R&B stars or, or rap stars or even some movie stars, namely Jamie Foxx. If you look, his hairline started back here. And then just recently, it's all the way down right above his eyebrows. Um, Akon got a terrible one. Um, let's yeah, see, Tiger, Tiger got one. So I want to know about how it fits. Can you, can you kind of walk us through how it started? Like, okay, I booking my ticket, I'm booking my appointment. Like how did it go from kind of start to finish? I'm very curious. Well, you know, the technology has changed. And so they used to move whole strips of hair or clumps of hair or they implant fake hair. But the technology has changed to where they didn't have to take a big chunk. They actually, when I go over there and went, went over to Istanbul, walked down to this clinic, and they have now a couple of thousand doctors that specialize in this. And Istanbul has become a, the center worldwide for hair transplantation because they've had these doctors competing against each other for 20 years. They're really good at it. They're better than America, Canada, a lot of other places. And they're one-tenth the cost. So I was like, I'm in. (laughs) So flew over there, stayed in a nice hotel, got to tour the city, bunch of restaurants. So still came back, paid for the whole procedure, still half price. But I walk in the clinic and they sit me down. They put anesthesia on top of my head, shave the other part of the head to, you know, kind of not shave all the way, but long enough to be able to cut it out. And what they use are little micro uh, punches that take out one follicle at a time. And they sit there for three hours in the morning and they punch your head and cut and they kind of take out, scoop out one hair at a time. So an average head of hair will have 25, 35,000 heads of hair. Blondes have the most, redheads have the least. But uh, so you got a lot to spare. So they took out 5,000 follicles from down here and even a few from under my chin and they, in the afternoon, they planted them on top of my head. Um, so there I was in three, three hours in the morning, and they were taking them out. And I was under anesthesia. I mean, local. I was just sitting there listening to them talk the whole time. But it sounded like they were punching a melon, you know, just like a little. And they were just going in and getting a little scoop and put it down on a tray. And when I got up for lunch, I was like, those are all my hairs. And they said, those are your babies. And so in the afternoon, they just started planting them, 5,000 of them. And uh, at 4.30 in the afternoon, they're like, you're done. That was it. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Nobody's ever described it in detail, at least to me. Yeah, the first time I've ever heard it. Most people, they say it will fall out a little bit. There'll be so much trauma. The hair might fall out up here, but it'll start growing in two or three weeks later. They say, don't worry about it. Your hair will fall out. Well, my hair never fell out. It just stayed, kept growing. I guess it so anxious to get up there. wasn't going to quit when it got there. So uh, <laughs> they, they just give you vitamins on. and, uh, you know, you don't have to take all this medicine and stuff. They just give you vitamins and you just sit back and you can shampoo it after a couple of days and just you go out in the world and here was the most amazing thing. I went, when I came back, I was like, I'm going to walk out. You know, I kind of, it was start of COVID and stuff. So we were in for a lot. But when we finally got out in the spring and stuff, I was walking around like, people got to notice a change in me. And everybody looked at me and they looked at me 
and they're like, you look different. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> like, so what about you, me? Did you get LASIK <laughs> surgery? I'm like, no. Did you get a, uh, you know, do you get a facelift? I'm like, no. So do you lose a lot of weight? I'm like, no. I'm like, do you notice the hair on top of my head? They're like, oh. Like, dude, you look 20 years younger. I didn't know what you did. I'm like, they all thought it, they thought it just looks so natural. I was like, come on. I, I always define myself as a bald guy. First thing I see it when I look in a photo is my bald head. Big, bright bulb, you know? And I thought everybody else, when they go in their computer in their head, they try to figure out how do you identify this guy walking down the street. One of the first things they put in their little catalog was this guy's bald. But when they saw me and I wasn't bald, they didn't say anything. They didn't notice. It was crazy. Now, now saying that, like, cause these guys keep asking me to do all these type of procedures. Like, but it feels like a blow to my ego when they tell me, Hey, you go get that done. Did you feel like it was a, like a small blow to your ego when you, when the doc, I mean, your barber first introduced the idea of getting a transplant? You know what? I was insecure all my life about the fact that I was losing my head. It was the my hair. The one thing that bothered me about myself, you know, a couple of little things, of course, um, always wanted to do this and do that. But the one thing that bothered me about me that I couldn't change was my hair. And it just bothered me. So when I found out I could do something about it, I was excited about it. And I, I actually, even if I went over at age 62, most people do it between the, the, the highest percentage of people between 32 and 45 or 28. There are a lot of people 18 to 25 that do it, but not near as many in middle age. The percentage after age 62, 0%. But I went over at 62 <laughs> and uh, I'm, a, I'm kind of a sales job. So I fly around the country and I talk to, uh, I talk to, uh, people who own PR firms that happens to be usually women in their thirties and forties. So mm-hmm. I was thinking in my mind, when I walk in the room, uh, to, to meet them for the first time, they think, uh huh, old guy, bald guy, how quickly can I get him out of here? You know? And that was just my insecurity talking to me, but I was thinking if I put some hair on top of my head, at least they would say, eh, old guy, but they wouldn't say bald guy. But the <laughs> funny thing is everybody saw me. And they said, dude, you look 20 years younger. It's so crazy. What what happened to you? So um, now I'm out there. I have a lot more confidence. I just I just I just feel a lot better about myself. It's so crazy and so stupid, but it's true. It is no, true because you're saying you keep saying 60, you keep saying 62, and I'm like having a hard time yeah. visioning yeah. you 62. As as you I'm that. looking at you like this guy's about forty-five, maybe fifty. You keep saying you keep saying sixty-two, and there's no BS. I'm like sixty-two. Like he couldn't. He looks a lot younger, and I can see where you where you where you coming from with that. For sure, for sure. Yeah, I'll, um, it's in my book. There's some photos of me all the way along, all the way through my life, losing my hair, and then like every couple of weeks, growing that back out. So it kind of kind of tracks it. But um, you know, I I could show might be able to show a photograph here. Let's see the guy over there. Ooh, okay. Uh, over here. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's a that bald is definitely dude. Change. Right there. All right. Handsome guy, but uh, looking at that picture. Yeah, looking at that picture and looking at you now, it, it does. It looks like you went back 20 years yes. from now to when you got your hair. Is it, damn, I didn't, you know. Maybe I might have to look into that procedure. So <laughs> I was like you. You said you walked into Home Depot. Every time I looked at a photo, you know, people would say, oh, yeah, that's a good photo. They would say they look good. I was like, I'm still bald, you know. But I would every time I walked by a storefront, 
I'd look and be like, still bald. You know, that, I just, that's all I would think about. And I didn't like being in front of a mirror. I didn't like being in, I, I just, it wasn't me. That wasn't the guy I thought I was going to be when I grew up. You know, I thought I was going to look, have gray hair and stuff, but I thought I was going to have a lot of hair. <laughs> so yeah, I can understand. Now, I understand. now I walk by a mirror and walk by a storefront or see photographs. And I'm like, yep, that's good. <laughs> Give it a little shake. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Let it blow in the wind. It's like, uh, oh, excuse me, I have to go do my hair. <laughs> it's, it's, so, yeah. You were speaking of um, going back to talk about your confidence. And I remember you saying it started like at a young age, like when you were like seven. You said you started seeing seven seventh grade. Seventh grade. Sorry, seventh grade. Uh, I've seen that you had graduated from the University of Virginia. How was it? you know, um, achieving your goals, meeting women and knowing that you had that um, confidence to kind of overcome and going into college. Was it bad at that time? And, and how did you like kind of overcome and I figure had, out uh, different ways and moves to get, get your girls and do your thing? I had a widow's peak. So, um, you know, it was, you could see, as I used to, you know, think my, my destiny was written on top of my head. You could tell all the other guys, you know, had nice big old heads of hair and, uh, or, big afros or whatever they had. And then there was me with a little thin strip here. And then it kind of went back in the wings. It looked like, you know, was it Eddie on Batman or something? The, the monster. <laughs> and um, I was like, you know, I, I gotta, I gotta up my charm game. Cause this hair thing ain't going to make it for me. I got to up my charm. So uh, yeah. I had to walk, I had to work on my, on my stuff, you know, work on my, work on my banter. Yeah, they say, they say it's like when you lose one pieces. sense, other senses get stronger. It's like a blind man getting an amazing sense of smell. I'm serious. Just like any uh, overweight guys. Overweight guys are usually going to be some of the funniest guys you know. Wink, yeah. wink. You know what gotta, I mean? <laughs> got to be able to take their mind off of the one thing and put it on something else. Nah, yeah, because when I, I, I ain't going to lie. When I lost my hair, it was like I did not want to take pictures. I didn't want to see myself. It was like, if angry. I would take my hair, yeah, my hair was angry. But if I grow yeah. my hair too long, it's like, oh, I got to go shave my head. Cause I like a bald head. If I let my hair grow any longer, I look like I'm 50 years old. Like I was just telling my uh, fiance the other day, I had, I f- forgot to shave my head and my beard just like grew crazy out of control. I'm like, I look like I'm 50. She was like, no, you don't. I said, I'm going to go in this bathroom. I'm going to lower this beard down. I'm going to shave my head bald. And when she came out, she was like, yeah, you look a lot younger. I said, yeah, without having hair, you, without having the hair to, to, to match the face, it just, you can get old like that if you let your hair, if I let this grow out. Cause it's just nothing here. It, I just automatically turned to this old man and I'm 39. I lost my hair. I started losing my hair About at 28. Yeah, 27, 28. Yep. Around then, yeah. Yeah, I'm like, I'm still young. Like, how? I'm in my 20s. Like, I, I used to, at one point, I used to have hair down the hair. I'm like, this humongous afro. And I used to make fun of the guys. <laughs> I did. <laughs> Sorry, I did have an afro. When I had my braids, I had an afro. I used to take my hair out and... I would make fun of my su- I would make fun of my supervisor all the time because he was bald. I won't even because Cam Sarlet. Whatever. Well, That's yeah, it. y'all, y'all, listen, see, this is this is the stuff I go through right here. So I I will always make fun of my supervisor because he was bald. Now he would he always say to me like, "It's like your day will be coming soon." I'm like, "Yeah, all right, I don't want to hear that." Pay, stuff. Paybacks like, are hell. You know, in 1989, uh, Michael Jordan shaved his head, and I was like, "You can do that." You can shave your head and look good, look that good. It's like, 
Well, you can shave your head, but you won't look that good. But, um, <laughs> you know, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, he's got, if you've seen that movie, he's got, he, when he was growing up and he was in the um, wrestling and different movies, he had a lot of hair. But uh, he, didn't like it. he hated his hair. And so he said, he, he tweeted this. He tweeted, he said, my hair, I hate my hair. It looks like a combination of um, a uh, afro and a llama's ball sack. <laughs> what? <laughs> a llama's ball sack. He says, I'm going to shave it. And he has shaved it ever since. He goes, I'm just getting rid of it. I'm going to look better without that hair. And, uh, you know, right. Larry David from Seinfeld, he went up to get his first Emmy when he wrote that uh, episode for Seinfeld about the contest. Remember mm-hmm. the contest, the masturbation? Mm-hmm. And um, so they gave him an Emmy for it, and he went up there, uh, and uh, everybody was clapping. He was like, this is great. You know, thank you so much. But I'm still bald. Love <laughs> <laughs> it, Larry David. Guys, I can get that look off. Dwayne The Rock Johnson. What's the guy from um, – oh, the- the, the karate, the martial art guy, he got like he. Steven oh, Seagal? Not Steven Seagal. No, Steven Seagal needs to take that shit off the top of his head. I'm talking about the guy He's from uh, Death too. Race. He had Death Race. Oh, uh, Jason Statham is definitely. Yeah, he looks Jason amazing. Diesel. He looks amazing with his bald head. He like perfect it, bald heads. Like yeah. he got the perfect bald head. Well, like he's something. handsome. It's different. Like yeah, handsome men can do that. <laughs> also, it gets scary. You know, if you decide to shave your hair, you really don't know what's under there. If you if you've had hair, oh no, you decide to shave, and then when you get it, and then when you look in the mirror, you're like, oh man, my head is not even not at all. Like, <laughs> yeah. plus you bump your head all the time. You get scabs and stuff, uh, and you knock it on a door oh, frame, yeah. or you fall. You, you know, stuff comes out. You know, hits you in the head from a tree or something. It's just forms a scab if you don't have hair. So you got to be real sensitive about it. Wear a hat. You know? Yeah. That, yeah. But, um, to, uh, most people don't talk about it and they won't talk about it. Like Elon Musk, he, he had a thing and he won't talk about it. Drew Brees, he just, when he stopped being a quarterback and went into being an analyst, he moved some hair. And then um, the he other had the just fam- for men commercials though, didn't he? The other famous one is Joe Biden. He had it done like 35 years ago and uh, reporters kept asking him, did you get a hair Transplant or something, and he's like, you know, guys got to have a secret. So he guys, the beta version. Guys don't want to talk about it. Yeah, yeah, the beta version. It's it, it's you, something you that don't. Really, you don't. <laughs> yeah, you don't want to talk. You. It's something that is not like. I'm used to it now, but it's still something I don't want to talk about. It's like. My kids, my daughter, she's in college. She always says, "Dad, I remember when you had this this black. Did your hair was jet black, or you had waves?" I'm like. Thank you for you know reminding me of the good times where I look at old pictures. I'm like, damn, my 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 youngest daughter like, who's that? I'm like, that's daddy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that's me. You had hair? I said, yeah, I had hair. Who's, who's oh, that wow, daddy? Look, who's that good looking dude with mom? <laughs> yeah. Who's that? I'm like, that's, that's, that's me. She was like, you had hair, dad? I said. Yeah, I had life. People are <laughs> tight-lipped about the procedure, though, is what he's saying. Like, people are, like, they don't want to discuss if they had the procedure. Like, guys like Jamie Foxx or mm-hmm. um, even suspected Will Smith or, like, like that. They really are hush-hush about what they went, or everybody except for a guy named Akon, who his looks oh. really bad, so he tells everybody that he got a procedure done. Well, you got to be careful because you can't joke about it. You know, you mentioned you used to call your boss bald, but in May of this year, 
over in England, a guy won a suit lawsuit. He his um, his boss called him bald, but he called him something else and bald. Um, bald was the first word. The second word was a C. Began with a C. Anyway, he called him bald, and so the guy sued him because he said, "You can't call me bald in the workplace because that only happens to men primarily, and so you're doing." Um, gender discrimination, you're doing sexual discrimination. And he filed a suit and it went all the way through this board up to this uh, labor board in England. And they pronounced on May 18th that you cannot call somebody bald in the workplace in England because it's sexual harassment. What? Damn. Of course, all three judges were bald. They, well, that's the, <laughs> oh, oh, oh. You do it. Oh. They brought it, it, it hit home. It hit home for them. <laughs> they came like, hold up. They did that for their ball. Fight for this they guy. He's one of us. He's one of my people. You know, yeah. all people don't talk about it, but um, we we never say, dude, how long have you lost your hair? You know, they never say that. They But they do walk up and they'll kind of have this little secret code and they'll say, I see you go to the same barber that I do. It's like, yeah. So God. that's as close as they'll get to it. <laughs> so that's the only thing that's holding me back from that procedure is that right there is like I'm everybody sees me ball now then me coming back with a head full of hair and people like did you get the procedure done like your cousin Dre like he he puts cream and everything in his hair to keep his hair like he got me and him got to a very big argument I'm bald and I said something to him about losing his hair and he went ballistic on me. I'm like, bro, like, I'm bald. It's like, yeah, I'm like, it's we're in the same boat. You're hanging on to it. I just let it go. I'm like, but I, I could get it. So, Dre, sorry to cut you off, Dre. What was you about to say? I'm sorry. Um, I was going to say, and, and then at, at what point did you decide that it was time to put all your experiences in, in your book? And uh, can you actually talk about your book for a second? Yeah, well, oh, I came here for as long as you want. I'm sorry. Yeah, I came back um, from Istanbul, and I was so shocked that nobody recognized what happened. And I was like, what? So then I would tell them, and they the thing that was sort of interesting to them was that I got a hair transplant. They're like, oh, yeah, that's what it is. But then they would say, what? You went to Istanbul, <laughs> Turkey to do it? And I'm like, oh, yeah, that was the most interesting part. And so I would start telling stories about it. You know, it, it basically costs between a thousand and two thousand over there, and costs ten thousand to twelve thousand over here or in Canada. And so, um, plus they, they've been doing it for longer; they're better at. It. So I, I was just, you know, I kept telling people about it. I'm like, I got to write this down. So um, I sat down. So I'm going to write like a little magazine article, and then I started writing about it. Then I started talking about, oh wait a minute, you know, my girlfriends always used to have dads with no head. I was like, wait a minute. Um, my first haircut I ever got was really funny. I'm going to write that one up. And then I started writing this thing and I did the whole procedure and I kind of did photographs in my book called Headscape. And um, so in Headscape, it's not really big. It's just 140 or 150 pages, but it has photographs in it that show me every few weeks and how my hair was growing out in different situations. And I, I realized in the process of writing what I just kept writing that turned into a book. And so I said, I'm going to publish this book. And, you know, it's going to be my way of, you know, having uh, opening the conversation for men who are insecure about their hair, but maybe never talk about it. Certainly have never written a book about losing their hair, but maybe they'll uh, maybe this will help men, you know, be able to talk about it and realize that for 
just a couple thousand bucks, you know, you can fix this thing. You know, I sat there for years and decades and kind of agonized about being a bald guy. And then I walked down to this little clinic in Istanbul and walked down the stairs. And then the first thing you see is a poster with a guy, uh, a full full cutout of a guy stand up, but he had three heads when he was bald, when it was grown in, and when he had a full head of hair. And the sign said, welcome to the hair fix, the, the fix hair clinic. And I thought, you know, it was for them. It's so easy. They just sit there and crank out these hair transplantation, it, hair transplantations. For them, your hair is broke. Go fix it. You know, if your if your bike is broke, go fix it. So your hair is broke. Go fix it. For me, I sat there for years and agonized about it, and I walked down here, and one day, I fixed it. It's crazy. Jeez. I, and that's yeah. <laughs> uh, for real no i listen i'm listening to this story because i'm like i'm like i'm at that crossroad like <laughs> do i fix it what will push you over the edge though kev what will push you over the edge seriously <sighs> have a real conversation seriously i don't I, i'm like i've gotten so used to it but it's some days now like I'm, my beard is turning white like i'm saying to myself like if this goes white with this right here I'm at 40. I'm going to be looking like I'm 50 and 50 and 60. If I start to look so old, I'm like, I got to get my hair back. I just want to, you don't understand. I, like, like I was explaining early in the podcast, I literally have dreams about my hair coming back. It was really a psychological trauma to me losing my hair as a man. It's the, it's like, it's like nature's way of telling you, Hey, you're old and I'm not that old. You know, at 30, I'm, I'm bald. I cut my hair off. I'm bald at 30. I'm like, I'm really not that old. I'm not even in the prime yet. I just, I'm just out of my twenties. So that was like difficult. If I get to the point where I'm like 45 and I, and it's, and it's the gray is getting in real deep and I'm feeling though I'm looking real old. I'm like, I'm just going to get my hair back. It's like hell what people say. I'm just going to take the jokes because they're going to come because it's just the guys, the people I deal with jokes are going to shut up. Y'all gonna have jokes every day. Y'all had a joke. Well, if you get your they hair put, back, I'm gonna congratulate you. Yeah, why would we joke about you? Because y'all hair. guys, listen, Chris, they one time was doing something for the podcast promotion. We get so many subscribers, we're gonna make Kev get this fake toupee and get it all cut. <laughs> What's wrong with that? I'm like, dude, it's not wrong. Y'all have y'all hair. So see to them, they have their hair. I think I'm balding. No, you're not. On the top. Yes, I am. You can't tell because I, I let it, it grow thinner. a little bit. It gets thinner. But y'all know what I hear like, this Istanbul. I'm ready to save me a good seven, eight grand. It ain't even that. He said two thousand. You said two thousand dollars, right? Back he then, said save then. me a good eight. I, I yeah, did it. Knows, I did know. it in, in on Halloween twenty nineteen. See, so oh, okay. And he said it costs around ten grand here and two grand out there. So I'd save me <laughs> eight grand. My barber, he he just took two trips. He takes people over there from Atlanta, and he he's flying another group over there in March. So he flies you over there. And for $7,000, you get airfare nonstop. You get a hotel, really good hotel meals. You get front. He takes you to all the tourist spots and all the, you know, big, um, big. Um, it's a trip. It's a great trip. It's a trip. birthday and present. You get to, and, and, and it includes the surgery, 5,000 follicles of hair and $7,000 and you're back. And then in six to eight months, you're looking fine. Man, you hear that, Kev? I know. Um, that's I'm that's imagine Kev with waves again. That's the inroad. But you gotta no, say that wanna, is the inroad like that. But you that's the why? inroad I'm at right now. Why? Because it ain't nothing gonna stop you. Kev gonna tell you he's six ten. 
He got weight. Like he's just going. He's just going to be getting fly on everybody for no reason. On everybody. I, I love that's, everybody. You know, that's why. That's why I started working. But now. that's why I work out the way I work Kick, out. I work boxing again. Yeah, I got back into working out because it's <laughs> like magically <laughs> work. Top contender. <laughs> he go, out of nowhere. He's going to be big dog all over again. See, that's the, the, this is the jokes I'm going to look These are not bad Hold things. On. These are good things. We joke, but the main part of that, like the truth of that is that confidence, exactly. confidence, which all this is based on. I don't care who you are. If you're losing your hair, if you get your hair back, that confidence comes back and you feel like yourself again. I don't care what anybody says. And my thing is you be doing it for you. Just like just like Chris did it for him. It doesn't matter what a person says to you or, but you're doing this for yourself. You can imagine yourself how you was. You want something for yourself. You're doing it for yourself. Who cares what anybody yes. else is saying? Because it took me eight. This is what I'm at. This is the point I'm at, Chris. It took me eight <laughs> years. I've been ball since 30. It took me eight years to deal with this, with these guys' jokes and everybody ridiculed to deal with me being bald. Then I'm gonna have to probably suffer through another eight years of like, hey, you got your hair back. <laughs> what did you do to get okay. your hair back? You are a jokester, so Chris, people got to have fuel for you. You can know you, this. Can you tell him how it felt for you though? Like when people start, that's what because I think I, I think you already went over it, but can you tell no, him literally? I'll tell, how it I'll felt tell you what, you? I, I I felt so different. I walked into the house. Uh, you know, I've been over there for a few days. I came back in. I just had a little bit, a little, th- you know, it was small hair they had transplanted, but I felt good. And I, I walked in my house and I flipped on the lights, like you know, said to my wife Jan, I was like, "Look, you know," and she was like, "Man, you look cool." I'm like. I know I look like Bruce Willis. And she says, well, you don't look that cool. <laughs> I was like, I feel good, you know, and I just, I, I feel, I, this is what I feel like. You know, they talked about in the sixties and seventies, I'm going to go find myself. I feel like I found myself. Mm. I had lost myself. I, the top of my head had burned off, you know, and um, when now that I have this hair and I look at myself where I just touch it, you know, I, I feel like this is me. This is the guy I was supposed to be. This is the guy I thought I would be. And that other guy, that guy I looked at every day in the mirror, I'm like, that ain't me. Why am I looking like that? And now I feel like this is me. It sounds vain. It sounds crazy. But it's just the truth. It's the ball truth. And you probably thought to yourself, man, why did I wait till I was 60-something years old to decide to do this? You ain't 60 yet. You ain't technically you ain't forty yet, so don't just, wait. He's giving you the keys I'm, to the kingdom. I'm listening, and I'm listening. You, you gotta save up for it. That's Chris, all. he knows how it feels to be a ball. You were ball once, so you know how it feels. It's like <laughs> at their point, you you don't accept it, but you like, all right, this is this is me. This is just who I am. Like I can't do anything. I can't change. You like, all right, I'm I'm okay. It's like. Like listening to your story makes me want to do it. I'm like, I'm like, will I ever get enough courage to do it? That's the, and that's the thing I think I need. I need the courage to say, you know what? I took the ridicule for the first eight years. Like, is it going to be that bad? Or will people forget? Like, hey, you were once bald, but now you got hair again. That's where I'm at because I. It's not that bad. It's just in certain parts, it just it just won't grow. It just it's just very they patchy. I hear no, I just and yeah, you get to go to Istanbul. It's a great city. You know, they have all these old walls around it that Constantine built See? in eight hundred. But you know, you go to you go to Istanbul, which is a great city. It's divided, it's right on the border of Europe and Asia. And um 
Mm-hmm. Um, Turkish Airlines flies to three t- three times more cities than any other airline, and they're bringing in all these patients. And what's amazing is you walk all over. It's a big, you know, they call it medical tourism. It's a big thing over there in Istanbul. You walk around Istanbul and you see all these guys with really short hair, you know, and uh, they've just gotten the transplant. And um, so you, you go to the airport and there are all these people flying, you know, they have a brand new airport. It's gorgeous. Oh, my God. And um, so that you, you walk around the airport, you see all these other guys with the same haircut you do. And they're from all over the world, different countries. And you may not speak the same language, but you kind of look at each other and look at the top of their head and you just kind of go, you know, you just nod your head because you all know that you all made the same decision that you're going to fly over there and change how you look. And they were all getting ready to get on an airplane and fly back into their lives as a different person. And they were all going to feel really good about it. It's really, it's really an amazing kind of thing. No, that's powerful. Because I can only imagine. Because this, this, like, this what? episode was really touched me because this yeah. is, like, something near and dear to me. Like, I may, like, put on this whole front, oh, I'm cool with the ball and this, but I'm, I'm not. It's days that I'm not. It's days is like, I'm not. It's like, here I go. I got to go in this bathroom. I got to cut my hair off. I used to have beautiful hair. My daughter reminds me of beautiful hair. My younger <laughs> kids remind me. What? I did have beautiful hair. I'm not talking nice about you. I'm talking about Kev. I'm looking at his face. Let's go ahead. I'm sorry. I don't want to interrupt you. You still have beautiful hair. And, you know, they can move just, it from under here. Yeah. They can move it from your chest. They can move it from other places. But you have enough hair probably here that they move oh, it I up do. there. You wouldn't miss it over here. I, I thought I'd miss it over here, but I don't. It looks the same as it did before. And your daughter will go, that's my daddy. There you go. Jesus, man. That would be dope. I'm not... That would be dope. Let me ask you a question. Can you, and, and we didn't prepare this question. I'm sorry. This is more of a, a newer segment. What is an unpopular opinion about, or an unpopular, untrue, you know, anything like that opinion about um, the hair procedure or hair loss that you would like to dispel or, or that you would like to discuss? Everybody thinks it hurts. One guy says, Man, that's close to your brain. Did, did you mess up your brain? I'm like, come on, dude. Come on. No, you got a skull in between your hair and your brain. But everybody says, how much did it hurt? I'm like, I never felt anything. It was so crazy. And it was it was just kind of fun knowing that all this change was undergoing on my head and I couldn't feel anything. I just heard this little sound. Bloop, bloop, bloop. And everyone, all those years, I probably, I probably lost eight. 15, 18,000 hairs off the top of my head growing up, you know, over my life. Um, and there they were moving 5,000 back up. Every time they went, punch, punch, it was another hair going in. It never hurt. And it was like, they're just putting, they're putting years back on my, on my life. And, uh, you know, I might not live any longer, but I'm going to look younger the whole time I do. And I'm going to feel like myself. And, um, I don't know. I do wish I'd done a lot earlier. Um, I just, uh, you know, I just kind of dismissed it as kind of silly. And I thought, oh, how would, when would I do it? How would I do it? Everybody would joke with me or joke, you know. But I just realized it's all in my head. And it's me that's feeling this way. Why shouldn't I just change the way I feel about myself by changing the way I look? Exactly. And I don't care if anyone ever says anything, which mostly they didn't, which was weird. I'll know. And I'll feel better about myself. And the crazy thing is, as, as silly a little thing as that was and $7,000 to go over there and do it and come back, it's the best 
investment I ever made. Damn. Look at that. See? Damn. Trying to tell you. <laughs> imagine you come back. Imagine Kev back with braids. Holy Damn. shit. And, and I felt everything you just said, Chris. Like, like how you just say you felt that's that's the inroad I'm in right now. That's legit the inroad I'm in right now of making a decision or not. Like Well, you're gonna die, but my barber's name is Kevin. <laughs> Look at that. It is it, this is destined to be. This is destined to be. We could have a full episode on that. So he'll, fly, he'll fly you over there. He's taking a group in March and he'll take you all over Istanbul. And then, uh, you know, you go into the doctor, the, you fly in on Sunday, on Monday morning, you get the procedure. And then, you know, on Tuesday, you're going around looking at all these incredible um, old places in Istanbul, the Hagia Sophia and all these killer places. So you're touring around, you're going to restaurants and then uh, on Wednesday, they go just um, give your hair a wash and make sure everything's fine. And then you fly out on Wednesday or Thursday. You come back here with, within three or four days. And uh, so that's March, let's say. You go over there with, with Kevin and uh, you come back. And then probably by September, you'll start having a good bit of hair. I went 365 days before I had a haircut. And it was long and kind of crazy. My wife said I was entering crazy old man territory. But I just, <laughs> go for she was loving it. Just, I wanted to see what it looked like, you know. Uh, and, uh, and you know, it, it was really, uh, it was fun to watch it. And uh, and then, you know, after that, you're, you're back on. You're, you know, six to 12 months later, you got a full head of hair like you used to have. I love it. I'm excited. I love it. Yeah, y'all excited. Something that made me do yeah, that. I would get my yeah, I wouldn't get my hair cut. I'd be scared to get yeah, my hair cut. Yeah, just let it all grow out. I would just let see, it. Let's see what happens. I would be like, I'm not cutting this off. I just got it back. Let me just let it. <laughs> let me see. You're going to be it. just like him. You're going to see what it's like to have a full head of hair. You're going to see how long it can get. You're going to mess around try and get it braided. No, I would never do you're that be like, I would never do anything. No. I wouldn't do anything to pull or tug on my hair I just got. Let's just leave it alone. Like, well, just let me enjoy it, it. Here's the beautiful thing about that, though, Kev, and this is all jokes aside. You, if you ever did get the procedure done, um, number one, even if I said, "Oh man, look like you got your hair back," that's that's probably as far as it can go. There's not a lot of jokes you can make about a man with hair, you know. But the beautiful thing is, say if you ever decided to go bald again, you could just cut it off. Like you get what I'm saying? Like you don't have you could choose between the two at that point. You know what I mean? I like it, never. If I got my I, hair back, I, I would that. never That's, go back to this. I, <laughs> never. Ain't even. This is. This is not by choice, right here. This is not by choice. Right. Well, the thing about it is, if you cut it off, you know that it's going to grow back. I would never in the if Chris, you probably felt the same way. Like options. I did not want to touch the top of my head. I was like, did you feel that way? Oh yeah, nine, ten months into it, people are like, dude, your hair is like. Psh. I'm like, don't touch my hair, and um, <laughs> it was looking good. But finally, I promised my wife, 365 days, I would get it cut. And I went in there a year later, and Kevin cut my hair back, and it looked a lot better uh, cut. But it, uh, it was, you know, it looked like my hair when I was 16 or 17 or 18, but gray. And that's exactly what I thought it would look like now, which, which I didn't. And uh, I I can't tell you how much different, you know, just 
once you get your hair done, then you go on and worry about other stuff. Like now I'm like, Hey, is this new hair making my butt look big or what is going on? You know, maybe I'm, losing, maybe I'm gaining weight. Right. You can focus on other things at that point. Yeah, get the you, confidence now, up. Yep. Check the hair. The list. Now you go to the next thing. Fix the hair and move on. <laughs> so, yeah. so Chris, any, any, any last things you want to tell us about, no. um, about the book? What, what, wait, okay, go ahead. So, no, yeah. you thought you got to promote. Headscape, and uh, you can get it on Amazon. You can get it at my website, headscape.me, M-E, cause you know, it's all about me. And, um, <laughs> so the, the book kind of starts with my first haircut, my first barber and some crazy things happen all the way through, um, today. And how I felt about myself and how I came to, you know, it's a psychological journey as well as a physical journey. And so I tried to make the book humorous. A lot of people said they read it, you know, in three or four hours and had the best time. They started it like, I'm going to start this. And they can't put it down because it's funny. And I tried to make it funny because a lot of funny things happened to me with my hair. And um, so I just think we all have different things that we worry about ourselves, you know. And but what I found in all of that. It's crazy that you might change that and people may not notice it. And so you come to a realization that it's really kind of how you think about yourself and feel about yourself. And if one little thing can make yourself feel better about yourself, then why not go and do it? That's right. Absolutely. Absolutely. So <laughs> so where can where can everybody find you and your and your book? So I did a few blogs. I wrote a few blogs about hair on headscape.me. You can see me there. You can also uh, see me. I wrote a bunch of columns back in the old days um, at chrisschroeder.com. And then uh, I write now for a lot of newsletters around the country, um, the Atlanta 100 and different. We have 100 word articles in our newsletter. So I'm writing all the time. I just never wrote anything longer than a magazine article. And now I've finally written a book. So, it, you know, if I hadn't changed my hair, I wouldn't have uh, written a book. Mm. Absolutely. That gave me confidence to write my book. It's crazy. Yeah, the other crazy thing, I'll tell you if we have time. Absolutely. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. You know, when I did selfies, I was always cutting my hair, cutting my head off. I didn't want to look at myself in photographs. And so when you come back, the doctor, he wants photographs twice a day. Send me photographs. Send me a photograph. He wants to look at how it's growing. He wants to see if it's, you know, getting irritated or anything. So I was having to take these photographs myself, which I hated. And, um, but I noticed after about two or three weeks, I was sitting there taking pictures of myself and I started looking at myself and I said, there's a little growth right here on my shoulder. I'm never, and I went back and looked at the earlier photographs from three weeks earlier and I didn't have that little spot. I'm like, what is that? So I sent the photographs to my uh, general practitioner and he said, dude, go to the dermatologist tomorrow. So I'm like, okay. So I went in there and they diagnosed it and it was melanoma. And um, so then when I was sitting there telling them, I said, I've got this freckle on my nose I used to worry about all the time because I got it 30 years ago. And it changes color. She said, go get that. And so they went in there. They analyzed that. And they found melanoma here and there. If I hadn't gotten my hair transplant, I wouldn't have been looking at photographs of myself. And I would have never have noticed that spot. And I would have not caught the melanoma. And so I kind of say, because I went through this hair transplant, I actually saved my life. Wow. That's crazy. That's, that's insane. That's I'm sorry, I'm noting that because that's that's, yes. that's that's huge. Jeez. And so I, I just kind of feel like I was sitting there thinking I was going to mess with Mother Nature and God had made me a bald person. And here I am messing with Mother Nature, putting it back up there and changing the way things should be. You know, you think about all that crazy stuff when you're bald. And, um, but the 
fact of the matter is, if I hadn't gone ahead and done it and listened to my barber who flew over there with me and, you know, listened to my wife and just made the courage to do it, um, in my case, I, um, you know, after they tore up my nose to get the cancer out, they put it all back. But I was like, see, God gets the guys. God gets the last laugh because here I am trying to make sure I look good in my head on my hair. And then he's going to come in there and say, I got you. I'm going to get your nose this time, but anyway, got your nose. <laughs> got your nose. but they fixed my nose. They fixed my hair. And um, now I look like the guy I should be. So whenever, whenever I have photographs of my grandkids in my arms, that's the guy I thought it was going to look like. Amazing. That's deep. Amazing. I love that. <laughs> this, many this, many this have more of these conversations. Yeah, we do, man, because yes. this is just, I think this is like, this is every man's nightmare, but this is also like when you, when it, when it happens to you, this is like, this right here just takes so much out of you as a man. It doesn't, it, it kills your masculinity somehow, some, in some way, man. It doesn't make you feel like I'm this strong, healthy, young, vibrant man. It's like, no, I'm starting to get old and I'm losing, I'm decrepit. It's like, but it's, it's not the and, case, and- man. I- I used to joke that testosterone, it was too much testosterone. It just kind of blew out my hair. You know, I'm just, I'm full of testosterone. That was my, that was my line. Mm-hmm. And, um, but the fact of the matter is it was testosterone re- reacting with this one chemical in the hair follicle that the DNA set up in our ha- in our heads. And so if you change the DNA by moving the hair that doesn't have it up there, it doesn't react like that. So it is testosterone, but not in the way that we always used to say. Damn. Wow. All right. <laughs> anyway, Kevin, let me let me introduce you to Kevin and uh and Kevin. We'll all go over to Istanbul. How about that? I exactly. Yeah. I'm thinking about doing it, man. You gotta yeah, you give me a chance, send me uh you have our email address. Definitely send it because Yeah, well yeah. you before yeah. it starts. That'd be great. Love to see it. Start. Yeah, start. What do you mean start? It's it, it's at its end in phase right here. I'm talking about for me, not for you. Huh? <laughs> we know for you. <laughs> you get it. It start. It's it's been started a long time ago. It's, it's I'm done. talking about for myself, fool. You know, you're not yeah. losing. Look yeah, at this right luscious hair that this man has. Know, once I you get don't... my low cut, you can tell the yeah. back is darker and the front is lighter. I gotta. Got to get taken care of. You know your own scalp and you know you know when things – I told you all before, like, you know when it's kind of back before more than it's – you know what I mean? All men go through this. I don't care who you are. Like, you go through it and, yeah, but we discussed that already. Yeah. yeah. So. <laughs> um, so do you guys got anything else? Oh, wow, great episode. Thank you. Yeah, I thank you guys. Me okay. personally, thank you because – Somebody who understands what I'm going through on the day to day, I appreciate it. I get that information. I feel it, man. It's uh, and the thing is, it's these days modern technology easily fixable. So I wish wish you well. Thank you so much for talking to me about it. Okay. Thank you for taking the time to talk to us. Definitely. What's the name of that book again? Headscape. H e a d s c a p e and headscape dot me. Thank you. There we go. You are right. Thank you. Looking right, good. Listeners, hope you, hope you enjoyed it. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Opinionated Podcast. If you love today's episode, make sure to subscribe, leave a review, five stars. We don't want nothing less. If you're an artist, actress, a songwriter, an author, or you're doing something that's interesting and you want to be a guest on our show, please email us at opinionatedpodcastddk at gmail.com. That's opinionatedpodcastddk. 
ddk at gmail.com. Thank you. Have a blessed day.